It's that birthday time of year again. Problem. I'm about to have me a problem. See the problem. Problem. And I'm about to have me a problem. Kachiri, kachiri, saga. Baby, kachiri, saga. Kachiri, kachiri, saga. Come on. Hashtag 8 in August. Z. Business unusual. Separating economic facts from fiction. And welcome to the program. I am Onelisa Dube, and in this program, we've been doing a series of conversations with young entrepreneurs in Zimbabwe, just finding out how they have been coping during this COVID 19 pandemic. As most of us would know, Zimbabwe has become largely an informal sector due to the economic situation that the country has found itself in. And today, we're going to be focusing on the food industry. I'm joined by uh, Clive Gahadza. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm just going to ask you to tell me what you do and the focus of your business. Um, uh, We are into food processing as well, and uh, we are into processing of biofortified vitamin A maize and also high iron and zinc beans, Mm -hmm. which we process into a number of products. Before we get into the COVID-19 pandemic, maybe tell us how you used to work, how business was, what was your model like? All right, so basically our business model, it um, involves uh, acquiring raw material uh, mainly from farmers, and then we process and sell uh, through to different markets. So apparently uh, before the COVID-19, we used to work with quite a number of farmers that we're working with, uh, smallholder farmers from different provinces. And um, we used to um, export some of our products. Uh, We talk of Dubai. Uh, the UK, Botswana and South Africa, among others. Mm. And we also used to have uh, a large workforce uh, prior to the COVID-19 pandemic. So how are you working now? The lockdown was put in place in Zimbabwe on the 30th of March. And I know right now the restrictions have been eased a bit. But back then, like uh, two months or three months ago, it was like a complete lockdown. No one was allowed to move. Everyone had to stay at home. How was business then during that period of the lockdown? Um, Yeah, so apparently when uh, the first lockdown was introduced, uh, unfortunately, that is the peak of our business because that's when farmers are then starting to harvest. Mm-hmm. So firstly, we were not able to conduct meetings where we uh, go and have discussions with farmers. And uh, secondly, we it wasn't easy for us like to, to move from one area to, to the other. And then that's on the production side. And also you'd find out there's a lot of um, uh, uh, packaging that we use. It used to come from China. Mm-hmm. So as early as January this year, we were not able to, to get the raw materials as easily as we had gotten them before the lockdown. And then we also talk of the market. Uh, we, we used to supply um, boarding schools. We used to supply health in- institutions. They were all closed down and then they were not able to to buy from us and then we talk of export markets we were not able to 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 export to uh, across the borders so basically that's how things were when the lockdown started two or three months back but you are in the food industry you're not also regarded as as essential 
Yeah, um, we, we, we were regarded as, uh, as essential, but then we've got uh, products that we also source from other companies. For example, uh, plastic labels that we actually source from our suppliers. These guys, uh, some of them were not able to reach them because they were closed down. Some of them, they were not even able to access uh, the, the, the packaging from outside the country. So that had an impact on our business. And then uh, secondly, in terms, of, uh, in terms of movement, like we have to do a lot of movement across the, uh, across the three provinces that we are working with, it, with farmers. Mm-hmm. So apparently, um, most of our staff, we then had to, to clear them so that they can get letters to move through. But then it was quite a long process that we then had, uh, that, that took some time before we could go and engage the farmers. And then we talk of the farmers, they were now uh, initially not allowed to to gather in public um, uh, uh, places, not able to easily convene meetings like what we had done before, in as much as we had um, uh, clearance letters to, to move there, but then we were not able to convene meetings as easy as we could have done before the lockdown. When the restrictions eased a bit, did you see any movement in your business as well? Um, yeah, uh, like any other business, we then had to find ways to mitigate through the challenges that we uh, that, that, that I had mentioned earlier on. So when the restrictions eased, it didn't have a direct impact, but apparently we had actually uh, come up with ways whereby we could actually mitigate some of uh, some of the issues that we um, that we were, uh, some of the challenges that we were facing before. For example, uh, we used to uh, going to farmers, engage them, uh, sit down, discuss on the issues of pricing, uh, the contracts that we have engaged them in. But then we then had to work with uh, agritex officers and some of the marketing MDs that were there, and then they would relay the information back to us. So that's how then we were we were mitigating the challenges that we're facing. What has this whole process taught you as a business? Um, uh, the greatest lesson that we uh, we learned as a business uh, is when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. So as a business, we had uh, we learned to diversify into different products. We learned to come up with ways whereby we can survive during tough economies and also we learned to to plan with the future in mind for instances when you get to have uh, some unforeseen circumstances like the COVID-19 pandemic. Right as we wrap up uh, this program what what are your expectations moving forward what are you what are you what are you anticipating the situation would be like and how are you seeing your business positioning itself in in this COVID-19 pandemic as well as in in Zimbabwe in general considering the economic climate? Um, I think um, what the future holds for our business is uh, making use of uh, online platforms. For example, we managed to come up with um, with an online store on our website page uh, which has been doing quite well and uh, we've also learned on uh what 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 the future also holds for our business we've tried to cut down on the number of product lines that we are working on and we have reduced them so that we can be able to uh, push uh, some product lines that we know that they are profitable and we'll be able to make 
um, a markup from the fuel product lines. Did you also have to lay off some of your employees during this pandemic? Oh, yes, yeah, sure. Uh, we, we laid off quite a number of, I think uh, we laid off uh, about 80% of our, of our workforce. And uh, not only was our workforce affected, but also uh, downstream, like the farmers that were working with us, we had actually produced the product with us in mind. Uh, they also, uh, we couldn't buy from them and they also were on the losing side, quite a number of them as well. So yeah, it really had an impact on our business. All right, thank you so much for taking time to chat with me today. I was joined by Clive Gahadza, who are entrepreneurs based in Zimbabwe, and they were sharing their stories on how they have been working during this COVID-19 pandemic. I appreciate you taking time to chat with me today, and all the best. Thank you very much, Mona Lisa. That wraps up this episode of Business Unusual. I'm Mona Lisa Dube. Have a pleasant evening. Business Unusual, separating economic facts from fiction.